wholeheartedly support Simone's decision and applaud her bravery in prioritizing her well-being. Her courage shows yet again why she is a role model for so many. USAG Maybe she loses a set. If Simone Biles loses her confidence, loses her mojo, she's up in the air doing those flips. It could mean like a devastating injury for her. It's really kind of. Well, wait a minute. She's an Olympic athlete. That's her job. She's supposed to get out there and perform under pressure. But we're also humans, right? Yeah. So what would you say to them? Exactly that. I mean, we're human beings. We have emotions. We deal with things. Athletes prioritizing their health and well-being has been at the forefront of the 2020 Tokyo Olympic Games. And while that may sound like a given. After all, these are the highest performing physical specimens on Earth. The public is being exposed more than ever to the hardships often hidden by the podium steps or outshined by the glimmer of Olympic medals. I had no idea it would be as big, mental health, as big as what it is now. On this daily episode from the ground, we explore the mental toll of chasing gold and the triumphs that come with facing the lows of high-level sport. Watching Simone, like, that's definitely gonna help me teach my kids, you know, she's taught me to be able to teach them that anything is possible. It's okay to be human. It's okay to make mistakes. From NBC Sports, this is The Podium, a podcast about the Tokyo Olympic Games. Coming to you daily during the games, we'll bring you the stories shaping the greatest athletic competition in all the world, held in extraordinary times. This podcast is presented by Nordatrack from iFit. About 16 hours after that, USA Gymnastics with a statement after further medical evaluation. Simone Biles has withdrawn from the final individual all-around competition at the Tokyo Olympic Games in order to focus on her mental health. Simone will continue to be evaluated daily to determine whether or not to participate. Simone Biles may be the most notable athlete to raise awareness on the issue of mental health at these games. We spoke to her teammate, Michaela Skinner, who's well-positioned to give insight into the challenges of being expected to soar amid all the pressure. And here come the numbers now. She knows she's on the podium. It's going to be a silver medal from Michaela Skinner right behind Rebecca. Michaela Skinner, United States, and I won the silver medal on vault. Michaela, the U.S. women's gymnastics team has been very much in the spotlight these games. A lot of talk from the outside world. But I'm so curious what it's been like within the team. Um, It's been kind of crazy. You know, it was very unexpected. So I feel like we've definitely had to handle situations that we've never been in before. Um, Just with, you know, even media and what everyone's been saying, it's just been so crazy. And I feel like our heads have kind of been like all over the place. So I feel like we've really had to, you know, come in close, bring each other in and just try to support each other every way possible. I hear you say the word unexpected. Did you guys have to change course in terms of preparation? Um, I mean, it's kind of hard to say because I feel like we were seriously mentally and physically so prepared and I feel like we were ready to come in and dominate. And I mean, I know there is a lot of pressure on the table and it's different. I mean, you know, Jordan's never had, you know, very much experience and it's the Olympic Games. So it's something that's very, very different. And I mean, we, we've been to Worlds. So I know like 
Worlds is kind of kind of similar. It's still a really big stage and it, it's a big event. But when you're at the Olympic Games and you're wanting to go after those medals, it does get hard. And in prelims, that's where you qualify for everything. So I feel like we really put a lot of pressure on ourselves because we're like, oh, we want to make it in this and this and this. But I feel like what we really needed to do was just focus on making it into team finals and then where everything else plays, then you take it in. But like, I just feel like, you know, we did we did have that pressure. So it did get a little bit too much. But um, I mean, this is a learning experience for everybody. And I feel like we went out there and did the best that we could. And, you know, having that bond with each other and just being super supportive has just made this so much better. And watching Simone go through what she's been going through, it's really cool to see her support on the other end. And it's weird not seeing her out on the floor, but seeing her in the stands and how she's taken on that role to just be that teammate. And even though she's not out there winning those medals, she's excited for us, you know, so... It's just been, it's been a wild experience. And it's been a journey for you after having COVID, not qualifying initially for a final in what you thought would be your last Olympics. You're here with a silver medal. You thought it was done. Like I was seriously going to fly home and, you know, leave. And because I was like, oh, like I know I, was, I could be in the vault lineup, but I was like, well, well, we'll see how team finals goes. And I'm like, vault finals are the first individual finals to go. So I was like, they'll be fine. You know, it's Jaden Simone, like they're going to be fine. So I guess that was maybe bad on my part to think, you know, they're going to be fine because I guess you never know. Um, but I mean, everything happens for a reason. So it's just really cool that I was able to step in and do what I needed to do for the team. What a ride. And with Simone bringing attention to mental health for Olympians, how did her experience change your own here in Tokyo? Um, I think she's definitely been a bigger role model to me than I feel like she ever has. I mean, she's, you know, been the GOAT of gymnastics and it's been really cool to be with her and be that teammate. But to see her go through something like this that I've never seen before and how she's dealt with it, it has seriously brought me back to different memories or different challenges that I've had. And just, you know, really like looking back on like, like, you know, I, you know, didn't always have things go the way that I wanted it either, but just seeing how much stronger I came out of it. And for Simone, like, even though she didn't walk away with five medals, look where she's walking now. She's helped generations and generations of girls coming up knowing that it's okay to not be perfect. It's okay to make mistakes. Like, we're all human. And so for me, that's going to last with me for a lifetime and help me through any other situation. And, you know, Obviously, I'm retiring now, but I mean, you never know. There could be a comeback or, you know, Simone could make a comeback, even though she's saying she's done. So I really hope that this can, you know, just help us in the future with our gymnastics. And it's it's going to help me for a lifetime for sure. It's something you'll take with you, I'm sure. And I hear her through the TV screen. I mean, she's vocal cheering you on from the stands. Were you too focused or did you hear her? Oh, I heard her. It was it was crazy. I mean, obviously, there's not a ton of fans in there. So it was really obvious to point out, you know, certain screams and, you know, their voices. Um, I was talking about it earlier in some of my other interviews when I was running down the vault on my second vault. I could hear Simone and I was like, oh, my like, so like as I'm running, I'm just hearing her. And I'm like, I feel like I've never really noticed that before. Like I hear people cheering, you know, when you get up on the podium, you can hear them cheering. But usually like once you start going, you're like in that zone. And I feel like you kind of just block everything out. But Simone was cheering so freaking loud. I could hear her. And that just like kind of gave me that extra little nudge of like, you got this, like go, you know, as I was running. So it was super cool. I feel like, you know, Simone really wanted me to have this. And so it was really cool to take this opportunity since it had opened up and um, to kind of do this for us. And I, I know she doesn't want me to say that it was for us or for her, but, um, you know, I really wanted to go out there and, you know, show her that, 
you know, I'm going to take this seriously and I can do this and win a medal for the both of us since she couldn't be out there. When you two are together in the village, Michaela, are you able to still just talk about gymnastics? I mean, the conversation has gotten so much bigger around the team that I'm wondering if you can still bring it right back down to, hey, how about those uneven bars? Yeah, totally. I mean, we, I mean, every day I'm like, how's, how's it going? How's practice? Like we talk about gym all the time and I know with everything that's going on, she's super stressed and there's a lot that she's, you know, having to think about, but I think it's sometimes good to talk about those struggles and to talk about gym and talk about what's going on. And even in the meet, like even when we're sitting in the stands, you know, we're like, oh, we really want her to do good. Oh, she's awesome. And then like, we're sitting there like, uh, uh, uh. and then Simone's up there laughing, you know, like busting out jokes from when she had her weird, you know, vault and was like saying all these funny things and just really being uplifting. And so I feel like even though like we're talking about gymnastics, it really doesn't, I feel like mess with us or, you know, get in our heads. I feel like we can talk about it and she's okay and just kind of makes jokes about it. So I feel like that kind of helps her to like, kind of, you know, stay positive in a way, you know, to be able to like laugh about it and like not take it so seriously. So. Sure. You help each other out and what teammates are for, right? Before you knew you'd be putting the leotard back on for the vault finals, you spoke openly about this being your last Olympics and wanting kids. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, if I could have a baby right now, I would. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think the reaction to Simone's withdrawals or just the pressure put on top of athletes maybe might change the kind of parent you hope to be? Um, Definitely. I mean, I feel like it's kind of scary bringing them into the world that, you know, is today. I mean, I feel like a lot of people can be very critical and judgmental. And, you know, there's so many standards that people want to see you at. But, um, you know, Jonas, my husband, he's like, I don't want to put my kids in gymnastics. He's like, it's a tough sport. And, you know, even him coming to the gym and seeing these little girls that are trying to do the LEAP program and they just sit there and cry every day because it's so hard. He's like, I don't want to put my kids through that. And so... I don't know. We'll kind of see what happens. But I mean, I'm excited to have kids and I'm excited that I've had these experiences and I know how I got through them. And, you know, watching Simone, like that's definitely going to help me teach my kids, you know, what she's taught me to be able to teach them that anything is possible. It's okay to be human. It's okay to make mistakes. Like, look at how many people still love Simone. You know, I mean, I know there's a lot of people that have attacked her, but you know, like the biggest picture is, is that she's human and we all still love her and she's still going to be amazing. Rather, she walks home with five medals or doesn't. So, um, yeah, I'm excited to have kids. If I could have an Olympic baby, I would. If Jonas was here right now, we would have an Olympic baby. I'm just kidding. (laughs) That would be fun, but we'll see when I have kids, hopefully in a couple years, but. In a couple of years, and I'm sure you'll tell your kids about these Olympic Games. What will you tell them? What do you associate this experience with? Um, there's like so many thoughts. It's just been so crazy to look at everything that I've been through going back to even 2016. And I've been an alternate three different times for Worlds twice and the Olympics. And then going to college and, you know, kind of, I, I kind of, you know, didn't really like gymnastics anymore. And I feel like once I went to college, I really regained the love for the sport and really found out why I loved it. And I feel like just all the trials that I've been through, it was really hard to like, feel like 
I was actually happy with myself. Like, I know I made the Olympic team and that that was super, super exciting. But like going into Olympic trials, like my main goal was to make the four man team because he was already, you know, they already had picked. I mean, Jade went and done, you know, a bunch of those qualifiers to qualify for the individual spot. But I was like, well, me and her are the same gymnast. So like, that's kind of dumb, you know, for me to, you know, go into that second individual spot. So this whole time I've been working for that one goal was to be on the four man team. And then having to change my mindset and going in as an individual spot was really hard. And, you know, I just, I kept telling my parents and my husband, and I'm just like, I just never feel like I've, I've accomplished something, you know, like, I feel like I've always wanted this and it never goes the way I want it to. But from having those trials and those things happen, it's definitely just made me stronger and it makes me work harder. And now I feel like that I was able to go out there. I felt like I had unfinished business. So even though like I still went out and competed in the Olympics and everyone's like, it's okay, you're an Olympian. Like, you know, people can't take that away from you. That's so cool that you got to say you competed in the Olympics and you had the best meet of your life. Like that was a way to end. But I was like, no, the way I wanted to end was to be able to like go and win a medal, you know, even if like it was for the team, at least I would have gotten a team medal, you know. So for me to be able to be able to have the opportunity to go out there and finally win a medal, I really feel like I, I finished what I started. So this medal seriously means everything that I've been through, all the hard work, all the blood, sweat and tears and just everyone's love and support behind me. So it's just been it's been so cool. So I'm so grateful to go home with this silver medal. Adeline Gray won her first Olympic medal when she notched silver in women's 76-kilogram wrestling. Adeline Gray of Team USA takes silver. Her maiden victory in Tokyo follows the grappling with and ultimately pinning down of the right work-life balance. My name is Adeline Gray. I'm in women's freestyle wrestling at the 76-kilogram weight division, and I just won the silver medal. Congratulations. This result is the kind you've said you were hoping to notch in Rio. Tell me about Adeline Gray in the lead up to the 2016 games. That's a good question. Um, I had gone undefeated for two and a half years leading up to Rio. Um, I unfortunately got hurt and I thought I was okay. And I had some rough training and, um, a lot of just wear and tear on the body. And, um, Went into Rio with my best intentions to go walk away with a gold medal. And unfortunately, um, I did not do that. I uh, got a pin in my first match and then I lost in my second round. And it was heartbreaking. I hadn't been put out of a tournament in a very long time. And uh, it just was a, uh, it was definitely devastating. But it was also interesting because I kind of came back from that experience and people were like, oh my gosh, are you okay? This is like, they just had this idea that this was going to be life-changing. And I had one of the best days of my life that night. And I enjoyed my experience in Rio. And I enjoyed being on Team USA and becoming an Olympian. And I got a pin at the Olympic level. And I really felt like there were successes in that journey. And so to come into this next Olympics, um, I just felt like there was just more to be gained. And you've clearly got a great outlook on it now, but you were in a different place physically then, right? Yeah. Leading up to 2016, um, we had had a a grueling quad. It would have been challenging um, just 
to keep up the momentum that I had built throughout that quad and, and leading on to uh, a very big event, I, I did, I felt tired. And uh, unfortunately, I, that caught up to me leading into that event. And so uh, there, there was that pain piece that I keep kind of coming back to. Um, and that wears on you, that wears on you mentally to come in every day and have pain. And I tried to tell myself that I was okay. And I, uh, I ended up needing an entire year to come back and probably about three years before my shoulder was really good enough to um, feel confident enough to say that it's, it's a great shoulder. So uh, it's, uh, it, it's challenging to work with that mentally and physically to not have your body where you want it to be. And, and it's still a challenge. You know, my sport is brutal and it causes pain and you have to find ways to work with that. Uh, what's the balance balancing out a sport that's full of aggression and this desire to excel with some easier things a healthier life balance yes i was very um very tunnel visioned eat sleep breathe wrestling and um i had been doing it for a very long time and it's it's tough to do that it's tough to not be able to see your friends and not be able to have a vacation every now and then and and have your whole world kind of be consumed with just that so i think i i am doing a much better job at enjoying some of the the little things that you can still be able to build a home and have a have friends and be able to go see those friends and i took a job where um I was able to help coach at a, a Wyoming seminary university or not university. It's a high school <laughs> at Wyoming seminary. And, uh, it just was a, it was some good changes for me. I did get married, um, in 2017, which was so much fun. Um, my husband's wonderful and, uh, we've been enjoying, um, we, we typically don't live together, which is not traditional, but it's kind of fun, uh, because we get to go and travel and meet each other in cool places, um, but I have, we've been in the same place recently, which has been nice. Uh, we both live in Colorado Springs currently. And so it's been, it's been great. Um, I got my master's degree, got that finished up. Um, and I have just kind of had a little bit more autonomy over my training and, and built a support system around me that has allowed me to, I think, really thrive in being able to make gains where I need to, but also have a little bit more balance when it comes to enjoying my life as an adult. It's a delicate work-life balance. We all wish to strike, right? You clearly enjoy competing and pushing yourself. How will you look back at these games? No one wants second. You know, it's <laughs> a silver medal is definitely not what you are, are hoping for by any means. And so, uh, but with that said, this, this medal is so beautiful and I got it set into my hands and I was really excited. I get to call myself an Olympic medalist and that's something I did not get to do before this moment. And so it's special. It's something I get to put on my resume. It's something that I am very proud of. And it's something that if I had not come back after 2016 to wrestle would have never happened. And so everything, these these last two world titles I've won, this uh, this current medal that I'm holding now, there are two things, three things that I I have I get to enjoy and, and add to my resume. Body and Mind Moments, presented by Nordatrek from iFit. Great run for Jordan Barrett. That's going to be big score for Jordan Barrett. That was hell. That was one of the best. That was one of the best runs I've ever seen. One shot at a feature. So, so pretty high stakes. Once you've got your run in your head, Jordan, do you replay it in your mind over and over? Yeah, that's definitely. Um, 
visualization has definitely been a big part on helping me do well in contests. You know, it's skating for me as, is as much mental as it is physical. Um, you know, I, I do these tricks. I skate every day. I know I can do them, but if my head is just a little off or a little at a different place or whatever, I'm not feeling great that day. Um, you know, like I will probably not land my run and it, and I totally could, you know, I physically can, but mentally I was just a little off. And so, yeah, sitting, you know, in a quiet space right before a contest and kind of sitting there and visualizing, listening to music, getting myself excited, that type of thing really helps me. Body and Mind Moments, presented by Nordatrack from iFit. You're one of the few in the world who can truly empathize with someone like Simone Biles going into the Olympics as the heavy favorite, that amount of pressure. Is it tough? I had to detach myself from it a little bit because I I felt that stress and I understand that there there is expectation that comes and we try our best to build tools to allow ourselves to thrive in these moments and and we spend a lot of time and effort and energy to do that. I mean, I know Simone is definitely working with a sports psychologist and and developing those mental those mental tools and, and I know it's something that I've spent a large part of the pandemic doing and hoping that it would get me to a place where I could walk away with some hardware. And, and thankfully, I think both of us are walking away with some medals. Um, it may not be in the same manner that other people are looking for, but it's, uh, it's still hardware. It's still something we're proud of. It's still something that can also be replicated and, and shown to the world that it's important to have mental health be something that we can talk about openly and that we can, we can address it. And uh, it's uh, the stress that we kind of have leading up to these events or is a uh, is tough, um, but it's also something that we can do. We can do hard things, and you can create tools that allow us to to deal with these not just within sport, but also within our lives. And I think a lot of people in the pandemic had that highlighted that we are missing some tools as a society, as individuals, as people who are scared to be sad and scared to have uh, some low moments that feel like they might last a little longer than you want them to. And it's, um, it's about trusting yourself and, and finding the ways to find that, that even keel or, or those neutral thoughts to some extent. It's sometimes a, a positive thought might be too, too far away. And uh, that's something that my coach and I really had to narrow in on leading up to some, it, these last few months of this, of this Olympics is just neutral thoughts and getting ourselves to a place where we could then build to a positive, confident athlete. But um, yeah, it's a, it's, it's definitely a conversation that I think is important. And I really hope that people all around the world just realize how vital it is to have skills that you can use, not within sport, but also within our lives. That's so well said. We see a lot that the Olympics are like the rest of life, right? Filled with highs and, and lows. Tell us about a high point and a low point mentally for you in these games. Um, I think a really joyous moment was getting that medal set into my hand. I mean, I, I just had this flood of joy that I was like, I am an Olympic medalist and my mom is going to be so happy that she gets to hold this medal. And I I just couldn't think of anything else but my mom just being like, you are an Olympic medalist and just being so excited. And I can't wait to bring this medal home to her and just show her and and be able to share this with so many people because uh, it, it for, for my sport, especially um, 
this is it. You know, the Olympics is the biggest thing that we do. The world championships are, are big, but people don't understand what they are. And so being a five-time world champion doesn't really connect with a lot of people, but the Olympic medal, they understand that that's once every four years. It's something that the world gets behind and, and is excited about. And so to be able to, to say that and have that brand recognition behind my legacy and my career now is, is important. And it's going to help uh, just kind of elevate my ability to talk to people and relate to them and, and have them understand that, that women in sports are, are thriving and moving in the right direction. And it's just a, it's a positive thing all around. Um, I think the low point for me is, is just the realization that uh, some of this isn't fun and that's okay. You know, it's a, uh, this is hard. We push our bodies, we push our minds, and, and you have to have such extreme focus, and that's tiring. It's very exhausting to have that focus. And uh, and I, I think that just that realization that it's it's okay, you know. Like I, I remember I was talking to my sister, who's my training partner, and I was just kind of like, I don't know if I want to be here right now. I don't know if I want to be doing this. And my sister asked me, she's like, well, is anybody on the team in a better situation? I was like, no, we're all nervous wreck. Every single one of us are just like, we want this so badly. And we, we are working so hard every single moment that it almost consumes you and losing sight of some of those fun moments. And so I, I do think my team's done a good job of making sure we step out and we are enjoying each other. We're enjoying the the ability to be around a strong group of women that that's incredible and inspiring and, and motivating. And it's awesome to be motivated. I think every single person in the world needs to find ways to motivate themselves. And I am lucky enough to have a group of stellar human beings that just allow me to, to be motivated on a consistent basis. And I, and I think that's something that my, my team as a wrestling unit can have and, and, and kind of teach the world, but also Team USA. You know, my, my sister and I have been doing a warm up every day before practice just to kind of disconnect from wrestling. Um, and we go through each of my like favorite medalists, I would call them, <laughs> my friends essentially from Team USA. So, but it's fun. We just, uh, we throw a ball and we name one of the softball players and then like, we do the shot put and we're like, oh, this is Dina Carter. And then like Maggie stiffens with the with water polo. And then we name Ava for the rugby. And we just go through this kind of like shoulder warm up essentially. But it's fun to kind of name these women and and have Kara, you know, come to mind when you throw the javelin and just have these names that that are truly incredible human beings and badass women who are doing really cool stuff. And and I get to be inspired by them and have personal relationships with these people and and it's, it's not that far away for a lot of young girls to have those role models and, and be able to realize how special some of these human beings are and, and how hard they're truly working. Special and yet human. Think of your favorite Olympians. Do we react the same way when the medical situation is mental as opposed to physical? When the world is expecting these athletes to be pushing the limits, it's easy to forget that you first need to bump up against them, perhaps even get a bit shaken, and then dig in. Olympians are special, but still human. Follow The Podium now on Amazon Music and wherever you're listening to get automatic downloads and tune into the networks of NBC to watch it all unfold. This podcast is presented by NordaTrack from iFit.